This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis now, we bring you a discussion on political turmoil in Karnataka. The participants are Sandeep Phukan, political analyst and Nilab Shivastava, journalist. Karnataka is into a political crisis. For the last few days, we have been seeing that a lot of hectic activities vis-a-vis the political rumblings in the state. In a house of 224 of the JDS Congress coalition government is in power over an year now. Now, what has happened is that about 16 MLAs of the ruling coalition, out of which 13 are from the Congress, three from the JDS, and then subsequently two more MLAs. have decided to resign from their membership in the assembly and also take back their support from the government with these developments what has happened now is that the state is now into a situation of paralysis in a condition where everyone is speculating as to when the government would fall and two developments that have taken place today one was that the chief minister now saying that i will seek a trust vote at the floor of the assembly because i am very confident of my numbers at the same time the supreme court was hearing a petition of about 10 mlas who said that the speaker is not accepting their resignation so the apex court should intervene and the supreme court now says that the speaker should maintain the status quo in the karnataka assembly till 16th july mr fukan we know what has been happening the mlas moving to maharashtra in mumbai they've been staying in a hotel they're going back to the state to meet the speaker the speaker saying i should be taking the decision what exactly happens now as in where does the entire situation stand as you rightly pointed out nilab first of all because of this ongoing crisis there is a complete state of paralysis in terms of governance when the chief minister is not sure how long his government will survive does he enjoy the support of the majority of mlas clearly decision making will be the first casualty your entire focus will be to saving your government rather than taking decisions for the state or for the people of the state but uh, be that as it may though mr kumaraswamy continues to say that he has the numbers he is comfortable he is even sought a trust vote on the floor of the house but the next steps entirely depends where you stand if you are the rebel mlas they would say that the next step is that the speaker accepts our resignation and once those resignations are accepted then technically they are out of the assembly so the strength of the assembly goes down the ruling coalition numbers will be less than 105 two mlas uh, withdrew their support in fact they have also said that the independent mla who was made a minister recently yeah. just a month ago he has not only withdrawn support to the jds congress government but he has also extended support to the bjp so bjp on paper at least if there are no major switchovers happen overnight technically as of now it looks that the resignations are accepted the bjp will have an upper hand and they will have the numbers then the next step would be that the governor may ask the chief minister to tender his resignation the chief minister as i said is in no mood he has said that he wants to prove here the strength of his coalition on the floor of the house so i guess that is another way out that uh, once the resignations are accepted then the next step would be that the speaker calls for a floor test and following the floor test if he wins he survives you can't have a floor test for the next 6 months and if he doesn't win then the other party gets a call from the governor while i'll talk to you about the number games because the half way mark in the assembly is 113 i would talk to you about where both the parties stand no, but the, once the resignations happen nila the strength of the assembly will come down in that case even the half way mark will come down bjp will be comfortably placed here we have a situation though the numbers keep changing anywhere between 16 to 18 mlas seem to be in a mood of resigning as mlas 
so to that extent the strength of the assembly comes down and then you have the bipoles also subsequently no, that will happen later unless they are disqualified if they are disqualified by the speaker then the entire scenario changes that is why this threat of disqualification is also being used to put pressure on these rebel mlas to change their mind let us assume that these mlas resign they are saying that they have not been lured by the bjp or any other party let us assume of their that, own volition they yeah, are yeah they are saying that they voluntarily want to resign they are unhappy let us assume that they do so their resignations are accepted then they can contest even as an independent mla it's highly likely that congress or jds after facing their rebellion they will not give tickets so even if they contest as an independent mla they can contest but if they are disqualified then they are barred from contesting elections for the next 6 years they are not in the game at all which is why the supreme court stay is important as the supreme court said it involves weighty issues it is a matter of interpretation did the mlas resign before congress sought disqualification of their rebel mlas or did the resignations come after congress wanted disqualification of their rebel mlas and even the disqualification notice that the congress party has moved it is not against all the rebels except one or two if i'm correct i think they have left out a few i don't right. exactly recall the number but they have left out a few and at least six of them face disqualification from the congress party and that is why the role of the speaker becomes very mr. important ramesh, yeah yes. mr ramesh as to how it goes and that is why there was an issue when he said that the supreme court why these mlas go to the supreme court they can straight away come and talk to me yes this is a very interesting debate it's not the first time that we are witnessing the chair of the house the presiding officer of the house in this case the speaker of the karnataka assembly in the case of parliament lok sabha speaker they enjoy certain privileges they are the bosses of their house and the supreme court of course is the final interpreter of the constitution so we have seen that uh, often there has been this tussle between legislature and the judiciary over who has powers even this morning when the hearing took place in the supreme court the supreme court at one point did ask that is the speaker of the karnataka assembly questioning our authority because ultimately the speaker is the final boss of the karnataka assembly and his decision can always be reviewed any decision can be reviewed whether it follows constitutional validity or not by the supreme court as i said supreme court is the final arbiter of the constitution but when it comes to conducting the house the rules and procedures of a particular assembly presiding officer's decision is final which is why when the speaker said that he cannot work at lightning speed or he will take his own time he in fact gave a detailed interview this morning to reporters where he said that he will also ascertain the circumstances under which these mlas tendered their resignation how they were flown in to mumbai and how they were kept under strict security he said that he will ascertain and then he will take a decision he didn't seem to be in any hurry and this is where it hinges between the disqualification or probably a resignation the it, terminology of it actually depending on what he decides it entirely changes the course at least for future course of the mlas because if they simply resign as i said technically they are free to recontest from their own constituencies but if they are disqualified then they will have to challenge that disqualification it is likely to be a more long drawn out process they will have to challenge that order of the speaker whether the disqualification was a constitutionally valid exercise or not but until they get a judicial reprieve 
they will be denied or they will be debarred from contesting and if it is upheld then they are debarred from contesting as long as 6 years that is a big difference between resignation and disqualification the other side of it is the bharatiya janata party the opposition parties the congress the jds and even in the parliament we saw that the opposition party saying that this is being orchestrated by the bharatiya janata party and this entire desertion from this side to the other is probably done by this party and the bharatiya janata party in its own right has said that we have nothing to do with it these mlas have done this voluntarily and that is why they are trying to go to the speaker and say that please accept our resignation because this is from our own volition how do you see this entire thing belting out now because in a state where the government is just one year old and there have been murmurs about the government being unstable some other parties coming into place so how do you see right. this entire thing nilav again there is an element of truth in both sides are saying and there is an element of untruth in what both sides are say first of all it is true that despite the coalition being in place for a year over a year it hasn't worked really well on the ground there have been several friction points between congress and jds in the past more specifically i would say the role of the former congress chief minister mr siddaramaiah if you recall even in the latest episode of rebellion or resignations at least four MLAs had said that they will not resign if they get an assurance that Siddaramaiah is made the chief minister so at least from their statements it does not appear that BJP was behind them but having said so it's very clear that BJP has also gone back on what they said if you recall the circumstances in which this government was formed governor had first called mr yadurappa yadurappa and mr yadurappa resigned before he took the floor test because the numbers did not add up for him and at that point of time he had delivered a very solemn speech in which he had said that he will travel across karnataka and he will seek fresh mandate from the people of karnataka and he will travel to every constituency Recently he has given an interview where he said that there is going to be no fresh elections assembly has a life of another 4 years and why should there be an election fair point now the point is that are these mlas who have resigned will they get i mean one has to wait and see how this plays out but one has to also see will they get bjp tickets or will they be accommodated in some other way or given tickets to their relatives or will they join the bjp these are questions that we will get to know only once the crisis takes a particular course but as of now the bjp of course keeps saying that they have nothing to do with it as i said that the initial trouble must erupted from the friction between the two parties or partners of coalition jds and congress but once it reached a stage where the bjp thought that it can take political advantage it has taken political advantage i mean if i am permitted to use a cricketing analogy in cricket season and world cup season this was a full toss that came and if you have a batsman who's as good as jason roy let's say he will hit you out for a six in that condition the supreme court's decision today that you maintain the status quo and let's not decide on whether it is a disqualification of these 16 mlas or whether it is a resignation of these 16 mlas how does the situation you see will play out now would the things would be stable because for the last 4 5 days especially the movement in maharashtra of these mlas going to the hotel that they are yes. living in pavai taking an aircraft going to bangalore and coming back again to maharashtra at the dead of the night so you think the things would be as good as they have been in the last 4 5 days or things would further deteriorate from here because till tuesday there is nothing that probably would be done 
I think both sides will now do their best. Of course, as I keep saying that the BJP maintains that they are not directly involved. Well, they may not be directly involved, but they stand to benefit from this situation. And there is little doubt that the BJP or their floor managers and their political strategists would be or have been in touch with these rebel MLAs. That is what the Congress has alleged. So if that's the case, then the opposition party in Karnataka, that is the BJP, they will try their best to ensure that these MLAs do not have a change of heart and they do not give in to pressure and they do not come back to the Congress. Insofar as Congress is concerned, they have openly said that they are willing to accommodate every rebel MLA and offer them ministerial berths. All the ministers have resigned. So it's quite clear that these next two, three days would be a breather in terms of negotiations. So if you ask me what happens now, I think back-channel talks and lots and lots of negotiations before one side emerges victorious. I'll take a cue from what you said that this is not the first time that probably we are seeing such a situation in a state. It has happened in the past. In Karnataka yeah, itself, now you have seen regular. it from the core of it for so many years. You've reported these stories. Tell us about what exactly, for the benefit of our listeners, as to what happens, how has Karnataka been seeing these situations and governments very fastly going in, going off, off and then the entire essentially the work of the government suffering. This is a situation that happens in love when neither side gets a comfortable majority. And this is one of the downsides of having a coalition government. And remember that this was not a natural coalition. In fact, if you recall the campaign of Karnataka elections, Rahul Gandhi used to actually call JDS as the B team of the BJP. If you recall yes. during his uh, speeches and that was the Before perception. The I covered the election and that was the perception that JDS could actually end up supporting the BJP if the BJP does not get enough numbers. But what happened was, unfortunately for the BJP, they were very close to getting the majority but fell short by just by a few. You know, they got 105 and 113 was the halfway mark. On the other hand, Congress made an offer that JDS could not refuse, that is, appointing or projecting Mr. H.D. Kumaraswamy as the chief minister, BJP would have never been able to do. And that is why we see this dilemma and unstable coalition. The next few days are going to be very interesting vis-a-vis -vis the political discourse in Karnataka. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are listening to a discussion on political turmoil in Karnataka. The participants were Sandeep Phukan, political analyst, and Nilap Srivastava, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnstalks at gmail.com.